Hello, this is Personal Synthesis Podcast, and uh, in today's session we are talking about personal change. With me today, like always, is the creator of Personal Synthesis, Dr. Nesh Popović. Good afternoon, Nesh. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good to see you. Let me start with this. When we are talking about personal change, we are not talking about... Uh, changing your job, changing your car. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. We are talking about changing yourself or rather to be more specific, changing your habits. It wouldn't be wonderful that we can be exactly what we want to be. And the major reason why we are not is because our behavior and uh, also sometimes our thoughts, our feelings and other aspects of ourselves consist various habits that we accrue through our life. And these habits, in some ways, keep us in their own prison. So we start to behave as the puppet and strings. It's, it's just following the, the habits or urges or even desires and so on. Without much thinking, they become an automatic reaction. And these habits are not easy to change. I will give you a simple example. When you get up in the morning, you may notice that you always put one sock first, maybe left or right, it doesn't matter. You always put one sock first. Now try to change that and you'll see how difficult it is. Imagine with something much bigger and something that may have deeper causes. So it's holy grail of psychology to crack how we can change. And that's what we'll be talking about today. I know how hard is to change. For example, that morning habits that you mentioned, uh, I know very well how hard it is to change. But when people are trying to change, what would be a good start if we want to change something? Are there small things? I don't know. A good start is always self-awareness so basically if you want to make a change a lasting change not a short-term change short-term change is easy you probably heard this it's easy to stop smoking and do it 20 times a day so <laughs> really difficult part is to make a sustainable change to make a change at last and for that you need to behave like top sports people what the good tennis players do, or football players, they go and watch the team they need to compete with. They learn yeah. about the opponent first before they go to playing game. So we need to do the same. So I suggest to start with for a week, just simply don't try to make any change. Don't do anything. Just observe it. Learn. Write down. Uh, have a change diary. See what you think, what you feel before you do something that you would like to change and so on. So that's the first step. Don't fight it. Accept it. Acknowledge that it's there. Learn about it. And then we'll see how you can do something about that. But before we go further, I just wonder about you. Have you ever made some successful changes in the past? Oh, uh, yes. A couple of them, but one is very significant. Well, maybe 10 years ago, I went to the gym and hurt my back. 
it was small injury, but uh, it was uh, big enough that I cannot go anymore to the gym. So I had to stay at home. I couldn't work out. So I started to eat and I gained weight. It was bothering me. I wanted to lose that weight. I was very anxious to lose that weight, but I couldn't. Every day I tried to change something, but I couldn't. So um, one day, uh, it was summer. I, I think it was uh, 2014. Uh, my whole family uh, went to the vacation uh, and I uh, had to stay at home to work. And next morning, I felt in my guts that this would be great time to start. So I was thinking, how, how could I lose the weight? I tried everything, but my mistake was that I tried everything at once. So that morning, I'm thinking, okay, let's start with a smaller thing. Let's, uh, let's start with uh, smaller portions of the same food. So I started one day, second day, and it was okay. But then uh, third day, I start to think, okay, let's start with uh, something else, some, something more, because this is good. So on fourth day or fifth, I wanted to stop eating some types of food. Yeah. So start with started with that. I'm so that was successful. And after ten days, I'm seeing myself in a mirror. I'm losing weight. What I was the kind of food that you stopped eating? Uh, I stopped eating mayonnaise first, and I stopped drinking carbonated drinks. Right. And that was probably the hardest part, if you believe me. That was the hardest part of all my diet. Yes. <laughs> carbonated drinks, soda, like sweet drinks especially, because I used to drink them three to four times a day. So uh, I stopped eating mayonnaise. I stopped eating pastries. But right. uh, in, my head, in my head, I was thinking like this. I know myself very well. So I cannot change everything at once. It wouldn't be successful. So uh, I'm, I want to keep some things, but I'm going to eat smaller portions, like meat. Yeah. I couldn't do without meat. So just smaller portions of meat and... All those other things, I'm going to stop. So I lost that uh, after 10 days, I lost some weight. So I'm seeing myself in a mirror. Oh, this is great. This is working. And that, that uh, moment was so satisfying that I was uh, able to change many more that smaller things. And I lost weight. I was feeling much better. I feel much better about myself. It wasn't easy, but uh, I saw it was possible. Yes. yes. I've seen that, and that's most most important thing. I managed to change something, and that was lasting change because it's still going on. You know, I'm still eating like that. I'm still not drinking carbonated drinks. So it was very good. That was the biggest change, I think, that I made. Very interesting example. And thank you for sharing that. This is a well, good example of a successful change that we wanted to talk about. So I just wonder, 
if you could summarize kind of a, a few bullet points for our listeners, say what actually helped you, what was the most important for you to be successful, not only in making change, but sustaining the change? The most important thing when you start it was to know myself well, to know how far I can go and that I won't quit. You know, you uh, small thing after small thing, and that leads to bigger thing. Right, right. So step by step, doing step by step, step at the time, literally. Yes, this is indeed very important. In personal synthesis, we talk about three conditions for making a successful changes, and to put it in simple terms, this is I want, I like, and I can. Meaning that you really need to want to make a change. You need to have that sort of long-term goal. You need to know where you want to get. You need to have that lighthouse that is pulling you towards your aim, right? You also need to like the change because if you don't like it, it's very difficult to sustain it. And you need to believe that you can make it. And how do we persuade ourselves that we can make a big change by making small changes and building confidence in that way. And that's exactly what you did. Yes, that's what I did. And uh, one more thing uh, important, try to change uh, some smaller things and uh, they uh, couldn't do it. He relapsed. Yeah. He relapsed. <laughs> and why do, you think, why do you think he relapsed? Uh, he, uh, I don't know. He never said, but he just said, oh, I'm quitting. This is too hard for me to change. Yeah. Uh, and that's a small thing, but couldn't do it. He couldn't do it because, to put it simply, he just didn't like it. That's the most frequent reason, the most common reason why people fail to change. Because they don't like the change. They don't. They, they, they prefer their old uh, habit to the new one. So I wonder... What actually helped you to sustain your change? Because what you told us, which is very important and very interesting, that when you completed your dieting in a way of getting to where you wanted to be, you yeah. still sustained those habits of like not drinking carbonated drinks and famously not uh, eating mayonnaise. <laughs> and, and, and it seems to me that in order to stay there where you are now, you can't now go back to the old ways. You need to keep permanently. Some of these new habits need to be permanent. So yeah. what helps with that to sustain the change? Uh, I liked it. I liked the change. I liked what do you I like look. about it? I like, uh, first of all, how I look. <laughs> it's superficial, <laughs> but it's a little bit superficial. But it, I like how I look much more than how I looked before. <laughs> okay. First, uh, first and most important thing, I think. But all joke aside, uh, I like how I feel. You know, uh, yeah. I, I'm lighter. I'm uh, moving faster. I'm thinking faster. I better feel all around, if I can say right. that. Excellent. So you feel better. Yeah. But let me play devil's advocate here. I want to challenge you a little bit on that. Imagine you have a dinner with your family and everybody is having big portions of food. One of the things you said, you made your portion smaller, right? Everybody yeah. you has big portion. It's kind of Christmas, New Year, something, whatever. 
and you have your kind of small portion. Now, you at that point, you don't have a mirror in front of yourself. What you have in front of yourself, you have that small portion and you feel like, oh, it would be so nice to have more. How do you deal with those situations? Uh, uh, sometimes I'm taking more. I don't know. Sometimes because I managed to achieve something that I wanted. So uh, sometimes I treat myself. Okay. Like uh, I won't tell you when I said uh, I cannot change everything. Yeah. I knew myself. So uh, I never I never stopped eating sweets. Right. I kept them. I'm eating less, but I'm eating sweets occasionally, of course. Yes. How do you feel after that? Uh, let's say when you do something, when you have a big portion, which is not what you normally would, how do you feel? Do you feel guilty after that? If I do it consciously, yeah. if I say, okay, I'm going to eat it now, yeah. I'm not feeling anything up to that. I'm just uh, accepting and go on. But if I do it unconsciously, like everyone does sometimes, I'm not feeling okay. I'm thinking, okay, I relapse. I need to come back. <laughs> and what do you do next then? I'm more careful. I'm thinking about that. So I'm trying to uh, get back on track. Excellent. So you spontaneously came with other two principles of uh, a successful change. The one principle is about that awareness that you mentioned. We very often automatically, without thinking, go and do certain things, particularly when we are preoccupied with something else. So let's say you watch a TV or you talk to a friend, you have a chat with family or friends, and if there are food on the table and yeah. snacks and things like that, you're going to, have to pick up the snacks, even if you're not hungry and you don't want to eat it, but just because it's there. I don't know if you heard that term, <laughs> but this is this. Yeah, this is quite common. And you realize <laughs> yeah. that you have put calories in your tummy without even noticing and what is worse, without enjoying. You're not yeah. aware that you were eating that. And this is complete waste. This is actually worse than putting the food in the bin, throwing yeah. it away. So one thing that we need to do if we want to sustain any kind of change is to have that moment of awareness, refusing to be slaves of those habits. You can do that in two ways. One way of doing that is put the food away. So uh -huh. it's not so easy to, to reach it. Once the dinner is finished or once, once your eating is done, don't leave snack outside or don't have uh, snacks while you are watching TV or chatting to people. And the other way of doing that is to make a promise to yourself, not that you won't eat anything or something like that. As you said yourself, it doesn't work. But make a promise yeah. that you will become aware, just to become aware, noticing when you're heading for the fridge or heading for that chips automatically, without thinking. Yeah. And then stop for a second and ask yourself, do I want to do it? There's nothing else that you need to do. Just do I want to do it? And if the answer is yes, go on with that. But if the answer is no, then you kind of breathe out that temptation and you will regain your sense of being in charge relatively quickly. But the other important point that you mentioned is that sometimes you do eat more than you wanted 
very often people feel guilty after that. Now, because guilt is unpleasant feeling, you don't want to feel something pleasant instead. And was that 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 gives you pleasure? Well, eat more. (laughs) So (laughs) guilt, actually, if you feel bad, guilt can counterproductive effect. It makes you do things that you want to avoid in order to start feeling good again. That doesn't mean that guilt is completely useless, but as you said, and wisely so, when you do something that you didn't want to do, you think about it. You don't let yourself feel rubbish. You think of what I'm going to do next. Now you can say, okay, I had a big dinner. I'm going to skip breakfast. And that's it. You don't feel bad about that because you found a way to compensate for these things. We can utilize guilt to help us, but we need to keep our guilt in our heads rather than in our hearts. Yes, I would say it is uh, it is important to to find a balance. Yeah, we uh, we are humans. We are not uh, robots. You need to find that balance so you don't have guilt, and you need to like your change. We mentioned that many times, but really, it is the most important thing that you like your change. Absolutely. And this is essential in order to sustain the change. Often, people believe that somehow what they like and dislike is God's given, or it's somehow mysteriously in their genes and, and nothing they can do about that. I don't like kale. I like burgers. That's it. I'm born like that. That's not true. Absolutely not true. We actually learn to like and dislike things throughout our lives. I'll give you a simple example. When young people have a first cigarette, they don't like it. It tastes horrible. It smells bad. It tastes bad. It makes you sick and you want to puke. And there are all sorts of other unpleasant sensations. However, they learn to like smoking, to like cigarettes. And after that, they would do anything to have a cigarette, even if at the beginning they didn't yeah. like it. Now, if you can learn to like things that are not good for you, I can guarantee that you can also learn to like things that are good for you. And how you can do that? There are some tips in personal synthesis about how we can reprogram ourselves to like things that we want. That's just the thing that I wanted to say. Our listeners uh, can read everything about it in personal synthesis. My example is about weight, but uh, it's pretty much applicable to any change that you want to make. Yes. Yes, these principles apply to anything. Thank you very much, Nash. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.